Good evening. I never do a podcast this late. But it was like I had to still do it because I promised that I was going to be bringing a uh, African-American who had inspired or did something great every day for the next 28 to 31 days in celebration of Black History Month. And I know celebration of your culture should not just be in a month time frame and throughout the year, which you can do on a everyday basis with your family, with your friends, within yourself, that kind of thing. But guess what? We are going to take advantage and celebrate Black History Month to the fullest. Now, this is your girl, Chanel. And I'm going to be bringing you somebody new today in celebration of Black History Month. So our person today is, I wish I had a drum roll to give y'all for this one. But his name is Thomas L. Jennings. He was an African-American tradesman and abolitionist in New York City, New York. He was born in 1791 and died in 1856. Had one child by the name of Elizabeth Jennings Graham. Wow, she took on mom and dad's name. So um, Jennings became an active, became active, excuse me, and working for his race and civil rights for African American in his community. In 1821, he operated and owned a tailoring and dry cleaning business. I'm going to say that again. He owned a tailoring and dry cleaning business. And he, on March 3rd, 1821, was granted the patent for a 3306X, which is a dry scrub process. So while we're all thinking that someone else created the invention or started the dry cleaning business, this man had one so long ago that whoever else said that they were the first to have it, yeah, nah, he would be the first. Now, In 1831, he became the first assistant secretary for the first annual convention of people of color in Philadelphia. Now, in 1812, when he was a kid, he was among volunteers who aided in digging trenches on Long Island during the War of 1812. So check that out. Like he was already like digging the trenches, understanding what it meant for hard work when he was a kid. Um, And to kind of go back on his patent that he received, um, it was a process, like I said, to call the dry scrubbing or dry scouring. which was the forerunners that we use in modern dry cleaning. Um, So that's what, you know, the whole thing was with that. Um, Cause of death is unknown, but he did pass away in uh, 1856. 
Not a lot of information that I really found on Thomas Jennings, but I thought it was definitely important for us to give credit where credit was due in reference to this man owning the dry cleaning business. That's crazy. Wow. See, that's something that I learned new on my own. I don't really use the dry cleaners as much, you know, because they've come out with so many ways to take care of your clothes at home. And sometimes I hand scrub my stuff and that kind of, you know, stuff. So there was, um, in my mind, never really a reason to, um, to go to the dry cleaners, like, I definitely, you know, use them more now because, you know, of having certain type of garments that I want to have professionally professionally cleaned. There I go being tongue-tied again. I think it's still these braces that I have. Anyway, so I use the dry cleaners now more than I ever have, but I just never really thought about, you know, that kind of stuff. And then there's some other things that we use at the dry cleaners that are used outside of the dry cleaners, like the dry scouring technique, you know, um, and the cleaners, people use that in, um, and like their sewing shops and things of that nature. So it's not just cleaners. Tailors use it to get a nice, good press on clothing and things of that nature. Um, even when the clothing, like I said, like it says, is uh, wet because it's a modern day way of dry cleaning uh, the clothes. Um, and that's good. You know what's so crazy? Back then, like, People were able to get patents and then, you know, they were disregarded um, and then other people took their inventions and got patents for them and things of that nature. And then, you know, we come to find out that there may have been an African-American behind it. I'll tell you this much, too. There was an African-American behind the uh, the helping of the Tennessee whiskey. So if you are a native to Tennessee that's some good information for you to know um, that it was an African-American that was behind helping to brew and brand the Tennessee whiskey. Um, there is not a lot of information, like I said, on Thomas Jennings, um, partially because he was born in 1791 and died in 1856. A lot of records weren't kept about people back then, but to know that there was an African-American who did the dry cleaning and has a patent on it is absolutely, you know, breathtaking and awesome to me. Um, I did pull up some pictures. I wish I could do my podcast with you all on this site via video just to um, showcase some of the pictures that I found of him. Um, And the funny thing is, is that he was also, um, he was posted on um, a $2 bill as a part of the uh, Bank of Jamaica now imagine that. So, yeah, you want to know some more about Thomas Jennings and his invention and the dry cleaning that we so wonderfully use today and the dry scouring? Definitely uh, go and check um, 
I'm stuttering and everything. <laughs> Crazy. But go check that information out. It is good to know your history and things of that nature. And I actually found a picture of his uh, tombstone. June 24th, 1872 is, was written on his tombstone. And it may be a completely different Thomas Jennings. You know, records back then were definitely um, different than the way that we keep records now. Um, but if this is his tombstone, it says 67 years old and five months. So 67 and five months years old. See, and then there's another Thomas Jennings that was born in 1894 and died. Yeah, that's not the same. But nonetheless, you know, this man had a significant um, impact on our society and how we clean our clothes and things of that nature, especially um, especially for the fact that, you know, there were so many times that our clothes couldn't be cleaned. And then there were times when the only thing um, that we could use was the scrub basin to clean our clothes and then line dry them. And here comes this genius in 17, well, in 1821, excuse me, with a way to get your clothes clean other than that scrub washboard. So that's really awesome. Yeah. So that is our African-American for today, Thomas Jennings, again, born 1791 in New York City, died in 1856 in New York City, one child, Elizabeth Jennings Graham, doesn't really speak about a wife. I'm not a big fan of Wikipedia, but I'm going to touch base on it while I have you um, just to see if there's any mention about a wife. I'm telling you, I love flying by the seat of my pants with you all just because it kind of just brings it like, what is she getting ready to say? <laughs> Plus, I get to feel like I'm having a conversation with y'all instead of just always talking. Sometimes I feel like I'm talking at you all, which I don't want to do. I definitely want to be talking to y'all. Um... So I like flying by the seat of my pants. I do, you know, choose who my person is going to be, write out some of my notes, and then the rest of it, I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's just fly by the seat of our pants when we do when we do this. Because then it's like you're getting a lesson, like, right then about that person or who we're talking about for the day. I'm a nerd. I definitely love to learn and things of that nature. So, hmm. So, what I did find in Wikipedia, and you know, Wikipedia is always so sketchy because anybody can just add anything, um, was saying that Jennings was well respected in the community. He spent his early earnings on legal fees to purchase his wife and some of their children out of slavery. Their daughter, Elizabeth Jennings, was born free in March 1827 and became a school teacher and a church organist. Um, Jennings also supported the abolitionist movement and became active in working for civil rights of African-Americans. He was active 
on issues related to immigration to other countries, opposing colonization in Africa, and proposed by the American Colonization Society and supporting expansion of suffrage for African American men. Excuse me. So that's awesome. Hmm. Check this out. His daughter, Elizabeth Jennings, um, wow, she died June 5th, 1901, and she was forcibly removed from a quote-unquote whites-only streetcar in New York City. He organized a movement against racial segregation and public transit in the city. The services were provided by private companies. Elizabeth Jennings won her case in 1855. Now, you see... We feel like because we are taught about Rosa Parks sitting in on the bus and and having and you know a boycotting the bus came about and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Freedom Riders and things of that nature and they aren't the first but we spend so much time not digging into our own history that we don't know about these things prior to So in 1855, way before Malcolm X and Martin Luther King's and Rosa Parks and the Freedom Riders and everybody else, this young lady and her father won their case against racial segregation in public transit. Is that not the same thing that Rosa Parks went through? Now, remember the name, Elizabeth Jennings, okay? She she had to deal with that and she fought for that. So along with James McCoon Smith and Reverend James W.C. Pennington, um, her father created the Legal Rights Association in 1855, a pioneering minority organization. Its members organized additional challenges to discrimination and segregation and gained legal representation to take cases to court. A decade after Elizabeth won her case in New York City, streetcar companies stopped practicing segregation. So, yes, it took a decade. I get it. What is a decade? Ten years. And... It's only 1865, New York City streetcar companies stopped practicing segregation. So where from that point did it get back into segregation? Well, you know what? That was down south. Excuse me. We're talking about New York City and this one. So, yeah. She was the first, one of the first to have to deal with that. So sad. Wow. Oh, so Elizabeth Jennings isn't their only child, but I think that's the one child that not only outlived the other children, but also um, lived long enough to do something so Matilda Jennings was born 1824 and died 1886 well she lived a good number of years that's 62 years that she lived Hmm. 
So Elizabeth Jennings, 1827 and 1901, and James Jennings was born 1832, no specified death date. Matilda Jennings was a dressmaker and wife of James A. Thompson, a mason. And then Elizabeth Jennings was the wife of Charles Graham. Okay, so that's how she got the last name Graham based on getting married. Okay, and not that she took on the mother's last name. Okay, um, and James Jennings was a public school teacher, so he did live long enough. So all three of his children, okay, lived long enough to do something great. School teachers, dressmakers. Okay, so look at that doing something good the wife was an indentured servant she was born into slavery in delaware now that's funny the wife's name's elizabeth and they named the daughter elizabeth i guess they didn't really have to do all these new crazy ways of having names and spelling them and whatnot because it's just not even that necessary yeah. So Wikipedia didn't do too bad giving us some information in reference to uh, Thomas Jennings. And what we do know about him is that he received a patent in 1821 for the 3306X, which is a dry scrub process of dry cleaning and dry scouring, uh, dry cleaning your clothing, which is awesome. That he married, that he had three children, which is two girls and one boy. They all lived long enough to do something great and prosperous. Um, we learned that in 1831, he was the first assistant, um, became, excuse me, the assistant secretary to the first annual convention of people of color in Philadelphia. He also aided in the trenches. Um, in Long Island during the War of 1812, which I'm pretty sure in history class, you learned a lot about that. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, and, and the funny thing is there's something that I missed that I, um, Wow, that's okay. I'm sorry. So I took a pause for a cause because something that they I just stumbled upon. It says most historians agree that Thomas L. Jennings is the first African-American patent holder in the United States. And that was a way to dry clean clothes. And then it says Judy W. Reed of Washington, D.C. was the first African-American woman to receive a patent and that wasn't until 2011 so think about how many patents of african-american men that has been issued out before an african-american woman even received a patent and i guess i'll touch base about what she did and what she invented and what she received a patent for that may be our lady for tomorrow y'all i know my uh my podcast for talking about these great African-Americans are so much different than I normally have. I know it seems like I'm always so well prepared and things of that nature. But here's the deal. Like I said, I love learning with you all. So I take out down a little bit of notes and um, and I just kind of, again, fly by the seat of my pants when it comes to um, 
learning these things with you all because I feel like it's great to learn together and I think that it is awesome um to find out information that we can both you know um gain the knowledge on together and realize that certain things that we know almost like the back of our hand and all too well isn't the first time for it to take place and our history did not start with slavery so let me clear that up right now before we get too far into the month our history did not start with slavery we had kings and queens and everything over in Africa so let's not the history books just you know fool you into thinking that's where our history start you know it it did not and I will not even um give any history facts that that's where our history started at all because it didn't um there will be a lot of people that I look up that were born into slavery and things of that nature but I will definitely also look for other people who were born in Africa started off as a king a descendant of a king or a queen and we can go from there but definitely we will touch base about Judy W Reed who was the first African American woman to receive a patent um and we'll definitely find out if that is factual because there are some other women that have invented some really awesome things. Um, and um, and we'll see, you know, where it leads us and things of that nature. So I definitely look forward to bringing you some more education tomorrow and us touching base again. And I am hoping that you are going to enjoy the next 28 to 31 days of learning about what African-Americans have helped to influence the things that we use today with inventions, with fighting for justice, for equal rights, or whatever the case may be. Even that bathroom that you use on the train was invented and and made better each time by African-American. So let's just um, make sure we give the big ups and um, the praises where praises is due. So until tomorrow, when we return to the Be Easy Educational Hour, (laughs) you all have a wonderful Saturday night, and I look forward to talking to you later. Good night.